This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Recording in progress. Okay, good evening everyone. We have a very important share this evening. Parshas Kiseitze. A chumash would be good actually. Parshas Kiseitze. Tonight's shir, the shirim on Sefer Dvarim, are again generously sponsored by Dr. Zakheim, Mumashpachter, Lila Nishmas, Rav Shlom Eliezer, Rav Yaakov Zakheim. Thank you. And by Dr. Lila Nishmas, Dr. Zakheim's mother, Rivka Bas Tovi Halevi, Began Eden Timnu Chasam. They should be Melitza Yisham for their whole family. Ad Bias Goyal Tzedek. Tonight's shir is sponsored by my friend Rapilo Goldstein in honor of two of his grandsons' bar mitzvahs, Alchanan Bunim Kurtz and Avram Pinchas Goldstein. He should be Zoycha to be Megadal, both of them, L'toyra, L'chupa, L'masam, Toivim, along with all of his Kinderlach and Enoklach, Gesundte Haida, Biaskoel, Tzedek. Tonight she is also sponsored by my good friend, Rabben and Aliza Portal. Hashem Shemimavarech them with Baruch HaVatzacha, Simcha, Sanachas, Vimali Hashem, Kol Meshaz, Libcham, L'toyva. Also by my good friend in Eretz Yisrael, Yaakov Mizrahi. Hashem should bless him. Bechol Mili Demetav, and may all of us still be Neskabo Baracham of Tonight's Tonight's share is also dedicated by daily giving, which is an amazing way to ensure that you fill every single day of your life with tzedakah. You could go to dailygiving.org and sign up. After the last year, which was dedicated by them, uh, they sent to me that a lot of people did, in fact, sign up. And it's um, a great way to add at least 365 mitzvahs into your year. Okay. Um, if anybody wants to get a hold of the mystery and the majesty, it is available right here or at better farm stores near you. Upcoming Sfarim, this is the first Shir in Elul. So here we have in the queue, Bezus Hashem, Demer Anini, in English for Art Scroll. Um, hopefully, Siat Deshmaya to come out for Hanukkah, Tavshin Peydalid, Habalin Latoiva. Also, for Art Scroll, Lagba Oimer, in English, also. And uh, in Lashon HaKodesh, a sefer on Chinuch Habonim. If anybody wants to be Meshtatev, uh, please let us know. Okay, we have a very important shir this evening. The topic of the shir is the bracha of Asher Yatzah. Now, not Shavar Brachas. I was actually at a Shavar Brachas, and a guy came running in. He, was, uh, he had to step out for a moment. And they were mechabed him with the bracha of Asher Yatsar. <laughs> and the question is whether, you know, you could kill two birds with one stone. But in any event, we're going to speak about the bracha of Asher. So somebody sent me a message. What does that have to do with this week's parsha? Actually, the, this year was many years in the making. I wanted to give this for many years. It comes from a sefer called Asher Yatsar B'Kavana. That's the name of the sefer. Asher Yatsar B'Kavana. And we have, toward the end of the parsha, we talk about somebody who uh, has to step out of the camp. And uh, the Torah says, V'yaseid tiyalecha alazeinecha. You should bring with you a shovel. Basically, V'haya b'shivtecha chutz. When you're going to have to sit outside the camp, V'chafartaba, you're going to dig. V'shavta, and you go back. V'chisisa, seyasach, you have to cover up your excrement. Don't leave it there. Don't leave it like a, a behema. 
Why? Because the Almighty is walking in your camp. To save you. And to deliver your enemy before you. Your camp has to be holy. You can't leave your tzoya there. You should not see anything indecent. Turn away from behind you. Okay. So I want to analyze the bracha of Asher Yatsar uh, today. I want to begin with the following question. What kind of bracha is Asher Yatsar? Is it a brachas hashevach? Is it a bracha of praise? That there are a lot of br- blessings of uh, praise that we have. For example, like kainasham is a blessing of praise. Is Asher Yatsar a blessing of praise? It can't be a blessing of praise. If it was a blessing of praise, you would only make it once a day. Birchas Hashavach, you only make once a day. Is it Birchas Hanehenin? The Rachashulah says, you say, what's the Hana? What do you mean, what's the Hana? Everybody knows. It's a Hana to relieve oneself. Maybe it's a Birchas Hanehenin. No. Birchas HaMitzvah has to be Oivalasiyasan. But still, Birchas Hanehenin has to always be before your Nene. So, it should technically be before you, but maybe you'll say, well, you can't make the bracha then because you have to relieve yourself. But the Aruch HaShulchan says, no, it can't be a birchas hanehenin, because if that were the case, it should be a snappy bracha. Like, you know, shakal niyam bidvar, bar priyayitz, bar priyagafen. And this is this whole megillah, basically it's a whole megillah about the holes and the cavities, and it's impossible. So it's not, it's not shavach, it's not hanah. So what is it exactly? What kind of bracha is it? It's what? Hoida. It's a brachas hoida. Like goimel? It's like goimel. Maybe. It doesn't even seem like the Archa Shulchan contains this possible. What exactly is Asher Yatsar? Now you'll notice it's the only bracha that there's an entire Simon and Shulchan Aruch explaining the words of the bracha. Right? Simon Vav and Shulchan Aruch. The Mechaber explains what does it mean, Nekavim? What are Chalulim? What does it mean, Bechachma? What does it mean, Umafli Lasois? All of a sudden, the Archasho, all of a sudden, the Shochanach became the Art Scroll Siddur. The Shochanach doesn't explain Brechs Hamazain or like Hainisham or any other Brach or any other Tefillah. So, why does the Shochanach all of a sudden explain Ashar Yatsar in such great length? Apparently, there's difficulty in understanding what exactly is Asher Yatsar. And that's what we want to analyze. Let's begin with the following question. You know, in all of our liturgy, we very rarely invoke the throne of glory. Right? We, we don't say, Hashem, you from the throne of glory have given me the juice of the grapevine. You from the throne of glory have given me this cookie. And when it comes to Asher Yatsar, we say, it is revealed and known before your throne of glory. Uh, one second. You wouldn't expect that this would be the activity that we would invoke the highest realm of heaven. You would not expect that have, to have been invoked when we're doing basically the lowest function of man. Says the Vilna Glenn, that's exactly the point. Lest you think that there's certain things that t- take place in this world, that are beneath the purview of the HaKadosh Baruch Hu, you might think there's certain things that Hashem says, you know, no, no, I'm not interested in that. Uh, that, you know, Tony, you, you know, you take care of the, the, the bathroom, you know, I'll take care of the world, 
politics, economy, agriculture, topography, geology, wildfires, and Mao, whatever it is, I'm, I got that covered. You take care of the Beis HaKisei. No. Even the Beis HaKisei is Goloi v'yadu'a l'fnei chisei chavaydecha. Like the Malbim says, Ram al kol goyim Hashem. The goyim say God is Ram, He's very high. But we say no, we say, Mekimi me'afar dal. God goes down into the dust and he's, he's interested even in the lowest affairs of man. So I would like to try to understand why is it that when Moshe Rabbeinu is commanded to go to the Pharaoh, Hashem says, you know, when should he go to Parai? Go to him in the morning, he'll be by the water. Says Rashi, what's he doing at the water? He's relieving himself. Why did he have to do it early in the morning? He would he'd make, Rashi says, He would make himself a god. He would say he doesn't have to go to the bathroom. So he would wake up early before anybody could see. How he managed the rest of the day, that's beyond the scope of this particular shir. But Paroi would go out early in the morning. It caught my attention why the Rebansham tells Moshe, Moshe, go to Paroi when he has to go to the bathroom. So simply it's because, you know, Hashem is, is saying, look, Paroi, really? You're really a God? Really? Come on. You know the truth. Meaning, Hashem was trying to stick it to Paroi. But I think there's another important nakuda why the Rebunisham is coming to Paroi, Dafka Bisha Shayatsal in a Kavav. Comes the Shlah Kadosh. About six months ago, we were walking in the old city of Yushalayim on a Matsoi Shabbos, and we passed by the house of the Shlah Kadosh in Eretz Yisrael. The Shlah Kadosh has the following question. I never thought of this question before. We're learning now Mishnabruah Simon Memvav. And Alpidino de Gemara, the way you're supposed to make Berchus Hashachar, is first thing you get up, you say Elikai Neshama. Then you say Then you say, you open your eyes, you rub your eyes, You stretch, you put on your clothes, You stretch out, You stand up, You put your feet on the ground, you know, We don't do that anymore because when we wake up, our hands are not clean. If that's the case, if that's the real order of the brachas, then Asher Yatsar should come after. Because usually, you open your eyes, you uh, open them, you put on your clothing, you stretch out, you stand up, and then you go to the Beisach Hisei. So really, Asher Yatsar, the Shla asks, should be formulated after those Berchas HaShachar. I never thought of that question. Says the Shla, why was it enacted immediately in the morning? Right? Think about it. You say Anatils Yadayim, then you say Ashayatzar is the first Berchus Hashachar of the day. But it's really out of order. And you know, in the order of operations, it's not in order. Says the Shla Kadosh. The reason is because Ashayatzar Es Ha'adam is a Dover Shal Kedusha. The Bracha was enacted not just on going to the bathroom. But rather, it was enacted on the creation of man with wondrous wisdom. And that's why the Mefarshim, of all the brachas we make the whole day, the Shulchan Aruch explains Asher Yatsar in the greatest 
arichos, and other benefits that Hashem gives us with our body. Therefore, says the the Shlach Hadash, Al Kain Ruuya Liyosa Beroish Kal Birchais Hashavach. It's bracha number one. Bracha number one, Asher Yatsar. Even though it's out of order, it's the Roish Verishain Lechol Habrachais. It's interesting. Never thought of it that way. The Kuzari writes, Kama Gedoyla Habracha Hazais Benyana. How great this blessing is. The Kama Misukenes Miloiseha. How Perfect are its words, to one who studies it intently. And in the Yusayid Vishar Shavayda, he writes that all the Rishayim and Achrayim talk about how when the month of Elo comes, we have to prepare ourselves for the Yom Hadin. And an example of what he says we have to be careful about, don't say, oh, that bracha, eh, I only make it once in a while. Yeah, you make it once in a while, but you do it every single day. And over the course of the year, you make it hundreds of times. And if a person is not making the Asher Yatsar properly, in the course of a lifetime, it could be tens of thousands of times, a person made a bracha without kavana. And it's not only a bracha with kavana is a great mitzvah, but he says, Oin gadol. So it's something a person really has to be uh, very careful about. So let's begin with a few interesting halachas about Asher um, Yatsar. First of all, it is Asher, the Benishchai writes, to get involved in any activity when you're being Mavarech. So many people, when they make the Asher Yatsar, they're drying their hands, right? They're turning on, the, they're, they press the button, and all of a sudden the blow dryer comes, and you know, the skin on your hand is shaking, and then you have these rollers. People are doing all kinds of activities, or simultaneously they're putting their hands. Now, I don't know what those rollers are for, because Basically, if you want the guy before you use germs, so he put his germs on top, you roll it down, you get his germs. And actually, in only one minute, you could get 500 people's germs in one shot. Anyway, that's just so, that's Kedai to make a Takana Gedoyla to be Mavatel, the paper towel rollers. Probably the biggest transmitter of infectious disease in New York City. But anyway, I'll leave that to the mayor to, to, to work on. But the, uh, the Ben Eshchai says that many people dry their hands or they're mavarech, they're walking, they're pacing and that's considered making a bracha derech arai. And if so, it's a bracha without kavana. So therefore, at the time of the bracha, you don't move. You don't dry your hands, you don't, what, you're, not, you're not waving them, you're not sun drying them, you're not pacing, you're not doing somersaults, jumping jacks, jumping on a treadmill... You're still in one place. Ben Eshchai writes, there are 45 words in Asher Yatsar. Gematria Adam, because Asher Yatsar is Ha'adam B'chachma. So I saw in the Sefer, Shulchan Eish of Rabbi Avram Stern. He says, maybe then, and we could fit, this fits in very beautifully to what the Shlach HaKadosh says, that the chief bracha is what? Asher Yatsar. He says, Ma Hashem Eloikecha Shoyomeyimach. We know Chazal read it, Mea, a hundred. But it could be referring to Ma, specifically Asher Yatsar. Ma, the Brach of Asher Yatsar, which is 45 words, Hashem Shoyomeyimach. And if you Mekayim that Brach properly, Ki 
Im liyira. It brings Yira Shamayim. Of all the blessings that bring your Shamayim, Asher Yatsar. Okay. Now we come to probably the most famous Maramakim on Asher Yatsar. Now, I hate to do this to you. It's a little bit of a, a bubble burster, this one, if you actually read it inside. But I'm actually going to um, re- defer the way I read it to the way uh, people greater than me read it. I'm going to read to you the words of the Seder Hayyim. Seder Hayyim was Rav Moshe ben Macher, student of the Ari. He wrote the tefillah, Moide ani lefanecha, melech chai vekayam, shehechazarta bi nishmasi, bechemla kama, rabba emunasecha. Now, very important, you know that women do not say Moida ani lefanecha. They say Moida ani lefanecha. Lashon nekeva. Okay. One time we were driving in the north. I told you, you know the story. And um, so next we said, Who's Rav Moshe ben Macher? I said, What? So a sign from Moshe ben Macher. We turned around. We went to the kever of Moshe ben Macher. And right at his kever, it's the only kever I ever saw, there's like a Mayan spring water coming out of the kever. Because somebody who's mechaber, moida'ani by negovasser, he needs permanent negovasser, you know. He has... Okay. He wrote the Sefer Seder Hayyim. And he says how important Asher Yatsar is. She says you should make it bekavana. You should say each word slowly. Think about the chesed that Hashem does, that you're able to extract. Think about it. 99% of the food you eat, it's chemicals, it's garbage, it's artificial, it's poison. So you've got to get it out of the system. If not for the fact that Hashem set us with a system that it could expel waste, a person could not exist. And the Seder Hayyam writes the following words. Im ha'adam yashalem bideyoisav, umechalkel b'mishbat devarav, lo yechela kol yamav, v'lo yitzarech l'roifei, v'lo yilurifuaisav. And every Asher Yatsar poster in the world, it quotes us. And it translates that if a person would say Asher Yatsar with kavana, one would never get sick, one would never need a doctor, one would never need medicine. Therefore, you should say it bekavana and dashlema. Ula anias daiti. He's not saying that. Now we love doctors, and they should have many customers. Asherloi me amenu. But. And it would be wonderful if I thought he was saying that if you say Asher Yatsar, without, with Kavana, you wouldn't, one would never get sick, one would never need a doctor, one would never need medicine. I personally don't see him saying that. I read it that since HaKadosh Baruch Hu made us with such a complex system that is able to keep a person healthy, if a person's thinking was Shalem, and a person acted with justice, and appropriately, one would never get sick and one would never need a doctor and medicine. However, it is not understood that way, certainly by the Asher Yatsar signs. And it seems that um, from many, many sources, that saying Asher Yatsar Bekavana 
is the most powerful segula for good health. So again, it's attributed to the Seder Hayoim. For the sake of honesty, I'm showing you where these words uh, are found. You could study it and see how you read those words. But there are many Mekoyrois that saying Asher Yatsar B'Kavana is a wondrous segula for Brios, for good health. First we have, there's a Sefer called Asher Yatsar B'Kavana. Can you imagine? The whole Sefer, it's like uh, over a hundred pages about the power of Asher Yatsar. He brings a story about Reb Chaim Noah, Yol Tal Rafi, who has a tradition from the Rav of Hebron, Reb Shem Chaiken, that Asher Yatsar could be Merape Choylem, from any malady, miraculously. So if somebody needs a refuah for a machla, they should be makbid to say asher yatsar, carefully, bekavana, slowly. And you should even be mechave in the name of the chayla when you say the bracha. And it's brought that for this eitzah to be most effective, you should say it inside. And the stipler adds, no, I'm sorry, not the stipler, some say, I don't know who the yesh is, you should point to the words. Okay, so saying Ashayatza is a tremendous segula. Reb Shimshon Pinkus in the Tfer Shimshon writes, What did Hashem give us in the spiritual world? What vitamin? What supplement? What activity did Hashem give us in the spiritual realm? Which mitzvah? Not to be healed, to keep good health. He says, we have Rifa'inu for Rafua, but that's someone who's already sick. But what, that's an antibiotic. Rifa'inu is antibiotic. But what, you know, like they have um, preventative medicine. They have products called life extension. It's a whole line of products. Life extension. You take the pill, you swallow it in one end, and ukeshe nichnas kein hu with no no harm at all, right? So, so it extended your life because without the pill you would have just lived. Now you live and you took the pill, you know. So, but more than that we don't know. But what life extension is there? It's not rifainu because rifainu is for healing. It's Asher Yotzar. Asher Yotzar was a specific gift of Menashamayim to preserve one's health. There is no mention of illness in Asher Yotzar. It's Roifei Chobasar. It's preventative. It's preserving health. Says Rav Shimshon Pinkas, listen to this. Many people daven Rafainu with Kavana. But in his opinion, most people don't say Asher Yotzar. Bekavana, and sometimes they don't say it at all. You know what the proof is? The proof is, there's so many sick people. If we would say Ashayat Bekavana, there wouldn't be sick people, he says. Are you only allowed to say the bracha after the bathroom, or you can say it whenever you want? So it's interesting. We, only after you go to the bathroom. But what if somebody wakes up in the morning... And for whatever, you know, I don't know if that ever happened, but someone woke up, he doesn't have to go to the bathroom. The Ramah brings an opinion, you should say Asher Yatsar, and the police can reject it. We're going to come back to that at the end of this year. What? No. 
No. It's in the Siddur, but we paskin if you don't only if you only if you go. The Ramah brings an opinion even without it, but we paskin only if you go. So the Rab Shimshim Pingas writes wondrous words. Ilu Hayinu Mevarchim Esabracha Karoi Loihoyu Kolkach Harbe Khoilam. So I want to share with you accounts, so a few narratives of Gedoilam, how they would say Ashayatar. First, um, there's an, a, a koyved called, it should say, Apiryoin. Somebody once visited the Chafetz Chaim, and he saw, he said, Asher Yatsar, he took out a siddur, and he pointed to each word, like a child reading from, you know, his Aleph Facebook. That's how the Chafetz Chaim said, Asher Yatsar. One time, the Sanzarov had to step out before Tkiyah Shaifar. And he came out of the Beis HaKisei and he said, Asher Yatsar, with such hislahavos and bechiyos, and everyone who is in the shul cried and wailed and were so moved. Hafla v'fela, it was etched and seared in their mind. They had such hisoyros tshuva that the Sanzarov did not speak before the tkiyos. His drasha was Asher Yatsar. So we see now that the brach of Asher Yatsar has a certain hisoyrus of tshuva like Yomim Noiram. The Chassid of Sender Uri says over a story that his father of Shmuel Dreichter traveled to Germany to a certain Balabas, and the Balabas said the following story. The Balabas said when he was a boy, he wanted to travel to Sanz to see the Divrei Chaim. So his father gave him a nickel to take the subway to see the Divrei Chaim. He comes to the Divrei Chaim's house, and the Gabbai says, you have to wait at least one week to get into the Divrei Chaim. So I decided, I'm going to sneak behind the door that the Divrei Chaim is staying in. I stood behind the door. And after some time, I heard him say, Asher Yatsar, that it took 20 minutes to say Asher Yatsar. When he finished the bracha, the Sanzarov opened the door. He said, Shalom Aleichem, Rabiid from Germany. It was worthwhile for you to come here to Sanz to hear how you're supposed to make Asher Yatsar. Whereupon the Sanzarov said, When you say Asher Yatsar, you're obligated to have more kavana than Unasana Toikef. Because you don't have to say Unasana Taikyaf. It's not a Dairaisa. It's not a Drabanan. It's a Minag. You say it good. You don't say it. You don't say it. Not going to change anything. You do say you don't say it. You might not get that shudder. But one is required to say Unasana Asher Yatsar with more Kavan than Unasana because Asher Yatsar is a Takana of Chazal. And it brings more Yeshuais and Tikkunim, much more than Unasana Taikaf. So it was interesting to me that repeatedly the power of Ashayatsar is compared to the Tfilois of Yom Naram. And it's considered more powerful than the Tfilois. Moreover, Baranovich, you know, when you hear Baranovich, you Chapatzitar, you think Rebbe Chanan. Someone visited Rebbe Chanan in Baranovich. 
He was Rashiva of Yeshivas Oyal Torah in the Baranovich. And a witness says, I saw him one time say Asher Yatsar, the way a Yid usually davens Ne'ila. Rav Shlom Azaman Orbach in the Sefer Madani Shlomai. It's reported, even when he was a very old man, Hishman Esrei took 15 minutes. One time I was Zoycha to hear him say Asher Yatsar with his Slahavus, the way a typical person would say, and Davin Ni'ila. It's interesting that the comparison is always to the Tulas of the Yom Naram. And uh, Rav Ben-Sion Abba Shaul brings that this is a little bit of a, of a tangent, but I'll, I'll mention it, about different tzaddikim he was zoicha to meet. That you would think that they were so removed from this world, they had no happiness in life. But the truth is they were so uh, full of joy from their Avodah Hashem. The, the tzaddik that Rabbi Tzion Abishol is referring to is the Kafa Chaim, Rabbi Yaakov Chaim Seifer, who had wondrous practices. Uh, he brings over here that the Kafa Chaim would daven for many, many hours. And then after tefillah, he would say Kriya Shema Amita for an extremely long time. But he would want to get up for Tikkun Chatzai, so he would sleep but, and in order to say brachas, he had to sleep for exactly a half hour. So he would make sure to sleep 30 minutes after he finished all of his tefillahs, and then get up at chatzois to say tikkun chatzois. He would then go back to sleep. He would get up before Alois HaShachar. He would say the tefillah with all the kavanos. He would come home, eat very quickly, run to the yeshiva, learn, write, and then he would come home for a real meal. His real meal lasted an hour and a half. So, uh, hour and a half, that's a very long meal. No, he wasn't eating. He was miyached yichudim. He would say l'shem yichud. He would wash his hands with tremendous kavanas. He would make al-natil siyadayim and hamoytu with tremendous kavanas. Every chew, he would have certain kavanas. Then he would learn 18 prakim of Mishnayis at, at the meals. Six by, in the morning, in the, six in the afternoon, six in the night. He would then say, Pitam HaKatoiras, Ezeel Mekoyman, Mayim Achroinim, Berches Hamazan, with all the Kavanois. And he would not see anyone at the time that he ate, because he was too busy. He had to be at a different time. His eating was such a avoida that he couldn't take any guests at that time. I think the only uh, tzaddik I've ever seen in this realm was Reb Shroya Devlitsky in Bnei Brak. He was a big makubal. And I went into him when he was eating Malava Malka, a specific number of like herrings, like Api Kabbalah. He had a certain number of fish on his plate. Anyway, and he would say Asher Yatsar from a special siddur with very uh, unusual kavanas. So we see the bracha of Asher Yatsar, the Shla Kadosh says, is Roish Lechol HaBrachais. It's like the, ch- the chief of all the brachas. And the tzaddikah would make these brachas like it would be Yomim Naraim. When the San Zerub said Asher Yatsar before the Tkiyos, that was all the Divrei Hisoyros that was needed. Rabbi Chanon davened Asher Yatsar like Ni'ilah. Rabbi Shalom Zalman said it like Ni'ilah. We brought down 
that the Sanza Rav said you should have more kavana by Hashem than, than Unasana Toikef. There's a certain hisoyrus of tshuva that you can have when you say an Asher Yatsar. By the way, in the Sefer Mizmar La'asaf, he brings from Rav Sasson Shanduch that saying Asher Yatsar, Vishavirapalai, it brings to tshuva. Why do you think that is? Why do you think Asher Yatsar brings to tshuva? Why is it so powerful? Why is it the chief of all brachas? In the biography of the Chafetz Chaim, Chafetz Chaim Chayvu Palav, he brings a story in Sefer Yecheskel. You ever hear of Sefer Yecheskel? It's a very good Sefer. There are no Haskamais, but it's still a very powerful Sefer. Ezekiel, in the 28th chapter, it talks about Chiram Melech Tzor, a very wicked king, a very arrogant king. And the Pasuk says, look at number 22, Meleches Tupecha unikavecha bach biyoim hibaracha kainanu. Your holes and your cavities are in you on the day God created you. Says the Gemara, what does it mean, Meleches tupecha unikavecha bach? Amra vihuda marav, Amra loyha kalish baruchu lechiram, Melech tzor. When I created you, that's when I made holes and cavities in man. When I saw you, when I saw you were around, that's when I made holes and cavities in man. In other words, Chafetz Chaim explains the Gemara that HaKadosh Baruch Hu made man with holes and cavities to excrete, whether it's gedolim or ketanim, like a behemah, so that a person should not become arrogant. In other words, a person might become, you know, I'm, I'm like a god. I stand on two legs. My, my head is up in the sky. I have a, a mind. I have an, uh, I'm a chilek kamimal. I'm a piece of the divine. It might lead to great arrogance. So Hashem created man with the digestive system of an animal for man to be humbled, to man to, re- to recognize, you know what? I'm a creation of, of the Melech. Ask the Chafetz Chaim, if so, then why does a person have to go to take care of their needs many times a day? Why isn't it sufficient? Go once in the morning. Says the Chafetz Chaim, apparently a person is in such danger of becoming arrogant they need reminder after reminder after reminder of their mortality and their base nature and that they have a certain commonality to a behemoth and that there is a king in this world. And that is the purpose and the function of digestion and excretion and recognizing this with the bracha of Asher So in other words, Chira Melech Tzor, that arrogant, stubborn king, what was the words that the Almighty has for him to basically humble yourself? Shem says, come on, Chiram, how can you be so arrogant? Don't you have Nekavim, Nekavim, Chalulim, Chalulim? Isn't that enough to get you to realize Melech Ha'ilam, there's a king in this world? As sort of as a last resort, the bottom line is, God says to Chiram, Chiram, come on, Asher Yatsar! Don't you know, man is so 
complex. That means the designer of man was so wise and powerful. And man is so mortal and finite. Don't you recognize there's a master in this world? In other words, if there was one thing that we do, through which we should recognize and accept all malchus shamayim. Yeah? In other words, if there, if there was one activity that we do that should bring us to the greatest humility and kabbalas oil malchus shamayim, what would it be? If there was a bracha we make, that with this bracha we accept the authority of the Creator, what would that bracha be? The activity would be going to the bathroom. And the blessing would be Asher Yatsar Es Adam B'Chachma. Hashem didn't want to punish Paray. Hashem wanted to teach Paray. So Hashem is not going to tell Moshe, oh, you, know, you show him when he's going to the bathroom. You get, you get him. Hashem wasn't doing it to you know, stick it to Paray. Hashem wants Moshe Rabbeinu Teda. Hashem wants Moshe Rabbeinu to teach Paray. So at what moment would Paroi be most receptive that there's a king in this world? At when, when during the day is a person most receptive that there's a Melech HaOlam? When you make Asher Yatsar. That's why Hashem tells Moshe, look, we're going to go to Paroi when it's most effective. Not stick it to him. I would humbly suggest, in addition to what the Vilna Gaon says, that we say, to indicate that even taking care of one's bodily functions is not beneath the purview of Hashem. I would humbly add that the one time a day we could be Mekabel, the Malchus Shamayim of HaKadosh Baruch who's sitting on the Kisei HaKavoyed is when you say Asher Yatza. Perhaps even more than Kriyashima. The time of the day when a person can feel the most humility is coming out of the Beis HaKisei. And even though when we say Shema, we're Makabel or Malchus, but we don't refer to Rebun Shem Yoshev Al-Kisei HaKavoyed. But when a person fulfills their bodily needs, at that moment, one is most, it's the most conducive moment to Mekabel the Oh Malchus Shamayim. So we could say, Goloi Viadua Lefnei Chisech Vaidacha. They asked him, Nachon of Breslov. Somebody wanted to bring in Aliyah's Neshama for a relative, for their mother. What should they do? Says Rav Nachman. Yevarech Asher Yatsar Bekavana and Ernestin Asher Yatsar. And Ernestin Asher Yatsar. Says Archa Shulchan. Asher Yatsar is different than any bracha. Every other bracha, it's snappy. It says what you're about to do. You're going to eat a fruit, you're going to eat a piece of bread. Asher Yatsar is a whole Megillah. It's a whole Megillah. What is it? So you say, it's for going to the bathroom. You know there's no mention at all about what you just did in the, in the bracha? It doesn't say what you did. It 
So the Baruch HaShulchan says, the Chachamim didn't want to mention in the bracha exactly what you just did. It would not be Bakovedek. What are you going to, you know, too much detail. But, but the Baruch HaShulchan says, not just that. It's not a Birchus Hanenen, because Birchus Hanenen is before the Kaidim Lamaisa. And also, Birchus Hanenen is only a Hana that's you choose to enjoy or not to enjoy. Going to the bad, it's not up to you. There are many expressions that, that uh, capture that idea. But it's not, it's not up to, you know, it's not up to your discretion whether or not. It, Elama, you'll say, it's like the Birchus HaShachar, Al Minhagoy Shalolam. Like, even a blind person will make Pekeach uh, because people see in general. Says that's wrong. This is not Amin Hagashalaylam because then you would make the bracha only once a day. Rather, says Archashulchan, the bracha of Asher Yatsar is Al Yitzirasay Shaladam. It's a bracha on the creation of man. It's a bracha on the creation of man. It's not Shavach. It's not Hoida. It's not Nehenen. It's Al Yitzira Shaladam. And by talking about man's Yitzira, you figure out part of that is Nikavim, Nikavim, Chalulim, Chalulim. It's relevant to what was, what was just done. And this explains, says our Shogun, the Shita of the Ramah, who paskin, if you wake up that if you wake up in the morning and you don't have to go to the bathroom, you still make an ashriyatsar. Many question that. But now we understand it's not necessarily for going to the bathroom, it's on the creation of man in general. Back to the question, why can't you say it anytime? So it's a very unusual bracha. When does a person appreciate the profundity and complexity of man's creation? It's it's appreciated when going to the bathroom. But it's a bracha that is jam-packed with a tremendous mystical power of healing. Like we saw the words of the Seder Hayoim and the, the Messiah of Rabbi Chaim Noah and the teaching of Rabbi Shimshon Pincus that if we would say B'Kavana insurance rates would go down universally. How long do you have to say Asher Yatsar? Until you have another urge. So if a person forgot, until a person has another urge, they can make Asher Yatsar. Once we're on the topic, the Mishnah says that even if a person could hold in more than 72 minutes, they should not daven. Even if there's, even if it, you say, you know, I could hold it in now. Uh, you, you have an app on your phone. Three and a half hours, let's say. You should go. Mishnah Bro says. You should always go. Nikios for tefillah. Nikios for tefillah. So oh, I wanted to add one idea that maybe that's the reason why in Chaydesh Elul, in preparation for the Yom Naram, we have this subject of we have the basically the backdrop for the circumstance of Asher Yatsar because we know, aside from the fact that it has tremendous mystical powers of healing, but it also brings to great 
inspiration for tshuva. If we would make Asher Yatzar properly, like Rosh Hashanah like Rebel Hanan, they would say Asher Yatzar like they were davening Neila. If we would say Asher Yatzar like the Devei Chaim, we wouldn't need, you know, the Shabbos Shuvah I don't know that that could supplant the Shabbos Shuvah I don't think we're on the level. But uh, if we were able to make the bracha properly, it could be a great, could propel us to Tshuva uh, Shalema. So, may HaKadosh Baruch Hu grant us the Deshmaya to Mekayim all of the halachas and be mavarech all the brachas with the proper kavanos. And the Yerushim should send us all brios or and Ashana Teva Mavareches. Have a wonderful night and bracha v'hatzlacha. Chanani ben Akashem, Ratzak Kadosh Baruch Hu Zakis Es Yisrael Lefikach. Here, Bilham Termitz Shenemar. Adinei Chafetz Lanzikai Agdil Taravi Adir. Recording stop. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.